This is episode 332 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life so you can love your people, get prepared, and live free. Today's articles are Homesteading or Prepping with Very Little Money and A Strategy for Preparedness, How to Know What You Need. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version with some commentary of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey, before we get started, I want to let you know that this episode is sponsored by my new ebook, The Preparedness Community's Guide to a Microbiz and Increasing Your Finances. It's time to finally advance your preparedness goals. I completely believe that having multiple streams of income is the key to being prepared. So to get some more information, you can go over to microbiz.biz or go to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. I have a link in the show notes if you're interested. All right, I'd like to just briefly mention that we did receive a a review, a five-star review uh, from uh, I guess this is uh, for iTunes, but on the Canadian version of it. Or on the Canadian side of it. And uh, it comes to us from John, uh, John 15. And so I just appreciate so much that uh, you left that five-star review and your kind words. It says, with so much to learn as someone new to preparedness, this podcast is a great resource. I can listen to piles of information on the go and just document the resources provided to follow up on later. I would not be able to learn as quick as I am doing my own research and reading and know what good, what's good and what's not. All right, so uh, John, appreciate so much that you, uh, that you left that review again. And uh, guys, when you do leave a review on iTunes, that does help to get the algorithms kind of uh, get us uh, or get Prepper website up there and so uh, people can easily find it. And I'd also like to say for those of you listening on Stitcher, if you would... Uh, leave a review on Stitcher. I'd greatly appreciate that. So let's go ahead and get started into our episode with uh, our first article. It's entitled Homesteading or Prepping with Very Little Money. It comes to us from survivalblog.com. So let's go ahead and read this one. I'll readily admit it. I'm a prepper, survivalist, homesteader, or whatever the current term is for someone who wants to be sure in an emergency that I can take care of myself and family. That, to me, is much better than standing by, wringing my hands in the hope that FEMA can get to me with provisions before I, or worse yet, my husband, children, or grandchildren starve to death. I know for some of you the word prepper or survivalist may bring visions of doomsday preppers with the fallout shelters, bug out buses complete with goats trained to load up on command, discussions of polar shifts, rogue planets, and zombie apocalypse, Well, maybe I'm not in that group. However, I can see possibilities of needing more than a few days, weeks, or months of ability to live off my food stores and be totally self-reliant. I'm of the mind that there are many things that can go wrong. These range from several day power outages, auto accidents that require long hospital stays and multiple surgeries, and unusually cold winters complete with four feet of snow and frigid temperatures for weeks at a time, to loss of a job, a nasty flu epidemic where you need to stay home to keep yourself and your family safe, and even up to an EMP missile shot at us from a hostile government. There are many things that can go wrong, so a little preparation can go a long way to keep you calm, 
comfortable and secure. Some of you may be thinking that you would love to prepare for hard times, but there is just a whole lot of month left over at the end of the money. Many of us can certainly identify with that. I really began my journey of prepping when I was unemployed and getting an unemployment check that covered my mortgage utilities that had been discounted because I was on unemployment, the few bills I had which were also discounted. The rest went to feed the chickens, rabbits, cats, and dogs with none left over. If my mom needed help with her garden or anything, she had to pay for my gas, otherwise I stayed home. Fortunately, I did have a lot of food in my pantry. Some of it was home canned, much of it was dried beans and rice and that sort of stuff. Although I had quite a bit, eventually that ran out. As time went on and the need increased, I swallowed my pride and found a food closet. I drove out to it and while waiting to register for the first time, I noted that the people who were already registered could just come up and get their groceries. Many came and left with bags of breads, sweet rolls, donuts, cookies, and the like. I sat pretty sure there was nothing I could eat in, in their food closet as I am allergic to wheat. When I finally got registered and it was my turn to get groceries, I told the ladies who were working there I was not sure they could help me due to my wheat allergy. So they asked me what I would like and I asked for stuff like dried beans and rice and the type of stuff I could make real meals out of. You should have seen the sparkle in their eye. I was next asked if I only liked white rice. I told them I'd take whatever, but my preference was for brown rice. Next thing I know, they have filled up five huge heavy bags of food for me. I told them it was just me at home, but they said no one else wanted this type of stuff. And since I did, they gave me a lot. It lasted me until after I finally found a job and the three extra weeks while I was waiting for my first paycheck. I even had a bunch left over. It was during that time of unemployment that I read the book One Second After. It is about a little town in North Carolina after an EMP took down the electric grid. Being in the middle of my own SHTF situation, unemployment and quickly running out of food, I made a firm resolution to be sure I could take care of myself and hopefully my family as well should a more long-term situation happen like the EMP in the book. Being unemployed, I had more time than money, so I used it to learn everything I could about surviving and food storage. For example, I learned that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints recommended that everyone have at least one year of emergency food. They recommend as emergency rations 400 pounds of grain, 300 pounds of wheat and or rice, and 100 pounds of oats, 600 pounds of legumes, 16 pounds of powdered milk, 16 quarts of oil, 60 pounds of sugar or honey, and 8 pounds of salt. Wow, that sounds like a lot of food, but what does that break down to on a daily basis? When I broke down the year's worth of food into weeks and then days, the daily ration per person worked out to 1 cup of wheat or rice, 3 fourths cups of oats, 1 third cups of beans, 2 tablespoons of oil, 1 glass of milk, that's, that's 2 tablespoons, two tablespoons powdered milk and eight ounces of water, and one-third cup of sugar. That is the amount for the whole day and just doesn't seem like a lot of food, especially for men and teens. Actually, it is a little better than it looks. The one cup of wheat soaked and cooked becomes three cups or one and a half cups of flour. If ground, 
The oats roughly double in amount as does the beans when soaked and cooked. This ration of food would keep you alive. It would not be gourmet. It would likely not be something you would enjoy for very long, but you would survive unless, like me, you are allergic to wheat. My home was at the top of a steep, thickly tread mountain. North Carolina has a high fire danger in the summer. Should a fire threaten, I might have only minutes to evacuate. To facilitate the evacuation, I kept all my camping and survival gear and cat carriers in the garage, all together on the left and right by the door. That way, I could quickly load everything into my vehicle without worrying. I might have left something vital. I also had one container in the house that I kept all my important papers, such as passport, birth certificates, and insurance papers, and the baby pictures of the kids, all kept in the same place that I could just grab and load up as well as be out of there in minutes. In order to do that, I had several five-gallon buckets with handles each numbered and each of which contained one week's worth of survival rations, along with spices, a roll of toilet paper, and some personal care items and a list in each bucket of what it contained, along with a master list of what was in each of the other buckets. So if I needed something that was not in that bucket, I could locate it. I also had a bucket that contained a week's worth of survival rations for the dogs and cats. A bit later, my son and two grandsons moved in with me. So I changed those five gallons to 10 gallon barrels with handles. Each barrel had one week's worth of food for four people based on the LDS recommendations. Once I was employed, I scrimped and used every spare nickel for long-term food preps. So now that you know my story, let's find ways for someone maybe like you who has lots of month at the end of their money to put some emergency food and supplies away just in case. The first thing I did was to get as much dried food with long storage life as I could afford. For that, I visited the feed store. Yes, you read it correctly, the feed store. There are 50-pound bags of wheat, corn, and oat groats inexpensively available. Yes, you will likely have to clean that grain a little more than you would have for stuff that you buy at the grocery store. However, at less than one-third the price, It seems a small sacrifice for a lot of food. At those prices, you could have a year's worth of survival rations of grains for next to nothing. And while that is not gourmet meals, it is survival and security. Once I had a three-month supply, six months, and then a year's supply of the essentials for myself, children, and grandchildren, I took a few moments to celebrate and feel great about my accomplishments and the emotional security it brought me. Tomorrow we'll look at of the next steps you might take in securing long-term food preps when you have a little money. All right, guys, so this was part one. There is a part two that you might be interested in. Uh, we have linked to that one on Prepper website, and that one would be called Homesteading or Prepping with Very Little Money Part Two. But, um, you know, the, the money aspect of it, and that's one reason why the ebook has been so uh, hopefully beneficial out there and kind of put, you know, out there for other people is because. You know, we do write articles, we do talk about articles of prepping with very little money because we know it's an issue. And there's some things here, um, you know, this person who wrote this article, you know, went to the feed store and, and is, is willing to deal with, you know, some wheat that's a little bit uh, dirtier, I guess. And I have no experience with that, so I don't know what that all entails. 
Um, I know I was reading in the comments and someone was saying, make sure that when you go to the feed store that you're buying uh, feed or you're buying seeds and, and, and you know wheat and stuff like that. That is for, uh, for animal consumption, not for planting. So uh, the reason being that the ones for planting, they, pray, they spray a chemical on for, uh, to keep them from germinating. And so the ones for feed uh, or for animals, they don't do that too. And so that's the one that you want. But uh, I guess when you're cleaning as far as uh, the wheat, maybe, um, you know, it might be a little dirtier there. So anyway, uh, interesting article and, uh, you know, it's always good. I always enjoy reading other people's stories and seeing where they're coming from and the, the need to prep. You know, when, when you read this story, she was in, uh, you know, she was in a situation where she was unemployed and realizing how important it was to prep even more than she had. And so, you know, uh, going to, um, going to the, the pantry, the food pantry, and uh, the fact that people wouldn't want regular rice and beans, I can't believe that. But uh, she was able to get a lot of that because that was something that she was interested in. So there are some ideas here if you are on a budget and you need to prep. Definitely, you know, you realize that she, you know this person was prepping for food. Definitely the food and the water uh, aspect of it. You know, all the other, the gear was coming, was, was coming later. And uh, that's one thing that definitely that you're doing. And she also had the time to plan. And so, uh, you know, she, she realized how much she needed a day. She was able to break it all down and, uh, you know, had it stored and, and ready to go. So she had, I guess, because of the unemployment, had some ability to uh, make some plans there, which, you know, is really not discussed too much in this article, but you know that it was being done if she was thinking and going through all those all the thought process of I'm going to have my camping gear here ready to go at a moment's notice I'm going to have my supplies here ready to go at a moment's notice uh you know I have a, a bucket with all my important um all my important documents and to have at you know to to leave in a, in a moment's notice and so all these things that you're thinking about that you're putting into place and so uh, good stuff here. Um, and uh, if you'd like, I'm going to link to it in the show notes. Like always, uh, this is over at survivalblog.com. Homesteading or prepping with very little money. And then don't forget, part two is also on Prepper website. All right, guys, on Friday, I try to draw from an article that is, uh, that's in the Prepper website archives. And so this one is one that is on my personal website as well. Um, and it was written, it's a guest post actually. It's called a strategy for preparedness: How to know what you need, and uh, it takes a, you know, a very interesting approach to think about all the things that uh, you would need when you prep, and uh, it kind of goes through a day. So let me go ahead and start reading here. This is my note at the very beginning. This is an article provided by Lita Hagel, a prepper and reader of Prepper website. It is an article that provides you with a very thorough strategy to help you identify what you will need for your long-term preparedness. Please read the article and feel free to add some of your own pieces of advice and thoughts in the comment section. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and start reading this one. I am often asked, where do I begin by friends who have made the decision to start prepping for hard times? It's true that it can seem to be an overwhelming task at first glance and often food stores at the first and sometimes last thing that people think of. While food is critical, it is only a part of what must be considered. 
There is, however, a way to determine all that you will need, and it's much easier than you might think. So get a pen and paper and use these steps to make your preparedness list. We begin from the moment you open your eyes in the morning. From there, we will go through your entire day step by step. Once you have determined everything you need for one day, you simply multiply by 365 for a year and then multiply again depending on how long you want to plan ahead for self-sufficiency. It's 7 a.m., the sun is shining and all is well. Don't get out of bed yet. It's time to start your list. Look around you. You're lying in a warm bed with sheets, pillows, with pillowcases, blankets, and all these items are presumably covering a mattress and bed frame of some sort. These are the first items on your list. How many people will be surviving with you? Do you have adequate beds and bedding for everyone? The sun is shining today, but are there extra blankets for cold weather? Sleeping bags, air mattress cots, and couches may be considered sleeping places. Don't forget to look at secondhand stores for these items for a much lower cost than department stores. Alright, you can get up now. Wait a minute. Where are you going? To the bathroom? Don't forget to bring your list. You're going to need toilet paper. Lots of it. And don't forget, you're going to want to flush that toilet. If you are on public water, it may already have been turned off when the poop hit the fan. Likewise, with the public sewer system, if you have a septic tank, it's not likely someone is going to come by and pump it out for you. There are several products on the market that can be emptied into your tank monthly to significantly extend the time needed before you need to pump it. You may need to flush with a bucket of water kept next to the toilet. Do you have sufficient water stores or a river or a stream where you may access water? You may even want to consider digging out for an outhouse in your backyard. And I would just recommend you really need a lot of room if you're going to do an outhouse in your backyard. Like, I mean, a lot of property where you can go put it somewhere far away from uh, from the house. Uh, when the poop hits the fan, nobody is going to care if you do that. Now, you're heading to that sink to wash your face and hands. You guessed it. Soap, water again, and a towel to dry. Do you have a sufficient supply of hand and bath and dish towels? Don't forget washcloths and dishcloths. Where are you planning to take a shower? That is, if you still have hot water. You may want to add shampoo and conditioner to your list. I like the expensive stuff as much as the next person, but I buy mine at the dollar store. Sometimes Walmart can even beat the dollar store when shampoo and conditioner are on sale. Other items as well, but let's not get ahead of ourselves. Don't forget toothpaste and other hygiene products, as well as blades for the razor or disposable razors. By the way, what were you wearing while this morning routine unfolded? You may or may not currently sleep in pajamas, but if you have others surviving with you and space is crowded, you may want to consider some. Once you're out of the shower, I assume you're going to want to get dressed. Pants and shirts are good, but don't forget underwear, socks, coats, and jackets for cooler weather, shoes, boots, and hats. Do you have a sufficient amount of these items for your family? And don't forget, if you have young children, they will be growing. Clothing for everyone is next on your list. Again, I highly recommend secondhand stores for this unless you're loaded with money. All right. You can go to the kitchen now. Time for that morning coffee or tea and maybe a light breakfast. That coffee maker isn't going to work without electricity and chances are it's out. The next item on your list is something to cook and heat water on. 
If you have a freestanding wood stove for heat or a wood cook stove, this is ideal. If you don't, you're going to need an alternative cooking source. Whatever you choose, be sure that it is approved for use indoors or plan on using it outdoors. You won't survive long if you abuse these cooking options. And let's not forget refrigeration. Ice chests are almost useless without the ability to make ice. Submerging sealed food in cold water will keep it for a while, but it's, it is risky at best. You might want to add a generator to your list and remember that it takes fuel. These are the next two items on your list. Better yet, setting up some form of a solar or wind or hydropower can keep things humming if it's not overused. By making the bulk of your food stores dry or packaged foods and by utilizing a cool, dark, and dry storage space for these food items, you can store a significant amount of food for as much as 25 years for unopened items and a year or so for items you've opened. Educate yourself on proper foods for long-term storage. Don't forget to store garden seeds and grow food when possible. Now, your day is underway. Ideally, you are in a bug-out location and there is work to be done. Do you have a supply of basic tools? Consider things like a shovel, an axe, a hoe, a hammer, screwdrivers, pliers, screws, nails, fasteners, and other items that you can use to build or repair with. I would also add plastic sheeting, tarps, staplers with staples, wood glues, and other types of glues. The list can grow as large as you want it. It will depend on where you are and what your plans are. You may also consider lumber for additional building, things like 2x4s and 2x6s, plywood, insulation, roofing materials, and so on. Don't forget fencing materials. Most of ours came to us for free from farmers who had only short lengths left and were happy to get rid of it. Consequently, our fences are made up of a variety of wire types as well as rails made from small trees and both wood and metal posts, whatever we could get our hands on. So there you are working away outside and oops, you smashed your hand with a hammer or twisted your ankle, got sunburned or are starting to feel a cold coming on. How are your medical supplies? That's next on your list. Do you have a supply of band-aids, antibacterial ointments, gauze and bandages, slings, splints, braces, aspirin, anti-inflammatories, cold medicine, alcohol, saline wash, tools for sutures, medical staples, lotions, etc., etc.? What about prescription medications, birth control products, and sanitary products for women? I know the list is getting bigger and bigger. Think of it this way. How comfortable do you want to be when the poop hits the fan? Alright, you've worked enough for one day. It's time to go go in and get that meal started on your alternative cooking source. But it's starting to get dark outside and even darker in the house. The electricity is out. What are you going to do for a light source? Put that on your list. Oil lamps, candles, indoor rated propane lamps, as long as the fuel holds out, are a few options. The other considerations you may have, both in the daylight and in darkness, is home security. Securing the doors and windows in your home is a must, but that won't keep out someone who is cold and hungry and determined to solve that problem with your hard-earned stores. Hand-to-hand defense techniques are great to have, but personally, I would rather have the option of stopping someone before they get that close to me. Defensive weapons are a matter of personal choice. Do your research and choose a weapon that you feel most comfortable with. Don't forget plenty of ammo.
Okay, you've made it through another day. You may want to spend part of your evening tidying up the house. If you have stored cleaning products for both the house and laundry, you may use them now. The laundry will, of course, be done by hand in a deep utility sink or a bathtub and hung to dry inside the house in a warm place. This keeps them from being taken by passerbys who need some new clothes. When the cleaning products run out, white vinegar and water will do nicely. Store plenty. The work is done. You've prepared well for all your needs. It's time to relax and lend a bit of normalcy to the day. Also on your list should be items for relaxation with the family. Things like board games, playing cards, toys for the children, paper and crayons, storybooks, and so on. A collection of good novels from mom and dad would be nice. Well, guys, there you have it. It's a way to kind of go through your day and think about all the things that you uh, you you need. And the reason the reason this is a good thought exercise, and maybe you might even want to jot down some notes throughout your day as you go, is because there's a lot of things that we take for granted for you know in our day that we don't even realize that are they're a part of our lives, but they're ju- it's just there. Um, you know, we don't. Uh, we take for granted when we flip a switch on, the electricity is there. Uh, we take for granted that when we turn the water on, that uh, the water is going to come out and it's going to be clean. And we don't have to do anything else, you know, to it other than just, you know, whatever we want to use it for. Or we, when we want to flush the toilet, it's just there. And, uh, you know, the, uh, the waste just goes somewhere, right? We don't have to deal with it. And so this is a, just a good experiment Uh, or an idea to do that will help you walk through some of those things where maybe there's some holes in your preps and maybe there's some holes in your plans. I don't want this to be a point of uh, like freak out for, you know, for anybody who is new to preparing uh, or preparedness. This might be like so overwhelming because it was like, you need this and you need this and you need this. And that's not the idea of it. The idea is to get you to think about all the things that we don't think about on a daily basis. If you're new to preparedness, there's definitely ways that uh, you should be looking at, looking at it. Maybe you're new to, uh, to the podcast and uh, you definitely need to approach it uh, from a, a perspective of, you, of planning. You don't want to just go into it and start, okay, I need this, I need this, and start you know, grabbing everything that you think you need. And so if you are new to preparedness and you are looking for maybe some strategies, I would recommend that you go over to Prepper website and go over to the resource page. There is a link on the right-hand side, and there is a, a, a link in that resource page for articles that are entitled Survival by the Common Man. And uh, I will walk you through some of those things that you need to do at the very beginning. And uh, that is a series that I started working on and I, uh, I'm continuing to work on it. But at least it will get you through, uh, I think there's about five or six articles that will get you through the basics of what you need. And especially with the planning. Planning is very, very important. And so, uh, you know, we get you there and help you to uh, think through what you need. So if you are new, and like I've heard from so many people that they are new to preparedness and they listen to the podcast, um, then you know definitely you want to start out uh, with the planning process. And so go over to Prepper website and the resource page and click on that link for Survival for the Common Man and uh, get get some get yourself some information there and uh, you know get started uh, prepping the right way. 
when I started, it was kind of like, you know, hit and miss. And there was just so many things. And, and uh, just like that first article that we read, I did read one second after. Actually, I, uh, I was kind of like a glutton for punishment. I read Lights Out and One Second After, uh, you know, back to back. And so, you know, I had all this this uh, EMP, you know, a post-apocalyptic world in my head. And uh, that sometimes that's not a good thing. So, uh, you know, you just, you got to be smart about it. And uh, that's why um, Prepper website is there, is to provide resources for you and to realize that it, you're not somebody that's weird. Um, you're not somebody who is, uh, you know, out there. You are someone who sees the signs and realizes that our world is very fragile and it's smart to prepare. You know, one of the comments in uh, the survival blog, um, the survival blog article said something along the lines like, you know, we have auto insurance, we have medical insurance, we have life insurance. Why wouldn't we have food insurance and water insurance and, and those types of things, right? And so those people that are preparedness minded, more self-reliant, realize that we do need those things and that's why we do it. So if you're new to preparedness, you're headed in the right direction. If you need any help whatsoever, come on over to Prepper website, uh, come over to, you know, send me an email uh, and then come over to the Facebook group. That's a great place to come and to hang out and to uh, ask questions and people there are so friendly. There's a lot of wisdom there as well. All right, guys. Well, that is it for episode 332. Uh, thank you for another week of podcast episodes. Really do appreciate your listenership and uh, you know everything that all the the kind emails that I receive and then the reviews. I really do appreciate it. Uh, if you are looking for more preparedness content over the weekend, uh, know that you can come over to Prepper website and you can you know we post great articles out there and I there's articles that I can never get to on the podcast and so I would highly recommend that you come over to Prepper website and and check that out and uh, if you are looking for more preparedness content and even if you're looking for uh you're you're wanting to really delve into some you know some specifics we have uh, pages on firearms DIY frugal living we have pages on alternative news which our alternative news page is the 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 second uh most viewed page of all the other uh, uh pages on prepper website um and so you know people are wanting to get that news that they don't get on the alternative or on the the mainstream media and so that is called the alt news hub the alternative news hub and so like i said it is a popular page on prepper website all right, guys. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Head on over to theprepperwebsitepodcast.com. We make it very easy for you to subscribe in all the, the podcast networks that are out there. And that way you never miss another episode of Sweet Prepper Goodness. Hey, don't forget to take a moment to connect with me. I have a ton of ways to connect in the show notes. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next week, stay prepped and aware. Peace.